0: Hey friends! Welcome to Monday, to a new week, and to a new episode of Enough for Today. For Monday, September the nineteenth, we uh, thank the Lord for a great weekend at Emmanuel yesterday. We continued into into John chapter eight. We studied verses twelve to thirty, and Jesus teaching in the temple during the day after the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, I hope that you'll pick it up on uh, the rewind tonight at seven or uh, online if you haven't been able to hear the message. Uh, but it was a wonderful day uh, throughout the day, and it was good to see God's people and to worship together. It was a good time and a, good, and a special time. Hey, we're in Psalm 62, so open your Bible with me, and let's drive all this week right forward into uh, Psalm 62. David is in some kind of trouble. Uh, we don't know if this is early in his life or later in his life, um, but trouble was recurring. For David and it is recurring for us. It's recurring for anyone who follows God. So David has a habit when he is in trouble and when people are overwhelming him, his soul is overwhelmed, he goes to God. He takes his soul to its um, emotional hospital. He takes it to the heart of God. He lays it out to God, and God does spiritual and emotional surgery on David every time. We've seen it dozens of times now, and we'll see it again today. David says, truly my soul. Now, your soul is your inner life. It is um, that seat of your emotions. I, I, I like to say it succinctly, your mind, your will, your emotions. It's your inner self. It's your psychology. It's your psychological world. Uh, it's that inside of you where the conversation is always going, and it's either a um, it's either a negative conversation or a positive conversation. It's either an anxious conversation, a stress processing conversation, or it's a, an upward look and an outward look and a hopeful conversation. Your soul is is somewhat fluid in this sense. It needs direction. It needs to be told how to feel, and how to respond. It needs to be taught. It needs to be governed, okay? So we don't want our emotional world to rule our lives. And that's what David is experiencing. He does not want his, he's learned not to allow his emotional world to rule his life. Truly my soul waiteth upon the Lord. Now the word wait in this context is, um, it is to sit quietly. It is meditative. It is restful. It is focused. It is patient. It is to bring your distress, your anxiety, your troubles, your fog to God and to lay it before him and to wait, to rest it upon him in in the sense that it causes you to be able to sit still. Why does David wait upon God? Well, he says it in the next phrase, from him cometh my salvation. Now, this salvation is um, comprehensive. So we're not only talking about the salvation of the soul from hell. We're talking about deliverance of all kinds and in comprehensive ways. We're talking about rescue, specifically rescue from dangerous circumstances or from a harmful place of being. So David knows he's in a dangerous spot physically. He's got enemies coming after him. But that anxiety, that external anxiety is putting him in a dangerous spot emotionally. And so he rests before God. He sits before God because he knows the salvation of his emotions and the salvation of his life comes only from the Lord. And that's what he says in verse 2. He only is my rock and my salvation. First of all, the word only. He... um, this, is, this word is used in verses 2, 4, 5, and the word surely in verse 9. 2, 4, 5, and 6, and then again in verse 9, the word surely. And it means indeed, or truly, or absolutely, or certainly. So David is preaching to himself, and he's saying, God is my rock. He is my hiding place. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He's using the metaphor of the rock to be his strength. He only, he surely, he absolutely is my strength and my salvation, my deliverance. I love this because David knows in his calamity, he's not there permanently. And there's no reason to do something stupid or foolish because there will be deliverance. There will be a positive outcome. God is at work. He is resting himself in the reality that God is, that God is active, that God is sovereign, and that God is unfolding a story or a narrative in which there will be deliverance. He knows by faith the rest of the story. So he he says, God only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. Until he delivers me, he's going to defend me. Until he delivers me, he stands here with me and he fights off the forces that come against me and the enemies that want to devour me. And because of that, he says, I shall not be greatly moved. I'm not going to be overcome. Um, I don't know for sure if there is uh, a particular um, specific thought in David's mind that uh, I I might be moved a little, but I won't be greatly moved. But for me, uh, that's that's my reading of it, that uh, my trials shake me. My hardship um, jolts me a little bit. It moves me a little bit, but it doesn't greatly move me. It doesn't move me off the rock of my foundation. It doesn't shake my faith at its core. It might shake shake the branches of my life. It might create some turmoil and tumult uh, emotionally, internally, but I've got a bedrock foundational stability that I will not be greatly moved because of the stability that God brings to my life. Now, my friend, I, I want to just pause here today because this is two profound verses. And David is right out of the gate um, preaching and teaching his soul to wait, to rest, to trust, uh, to wait on the salvation that God will bring. He's reminding himself of the stability that he has in, in his God, even though his world seems to be unstable. And he's reminding himself of the outcomes. And all of this holds you. All of these realizations, when you sit before the Lord, they fortify you. So my prayer today is that already in your week you are being fortified by this psalm. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll pick it up here.